Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. This is the Midday News for Wednesday, September 14. In the headlines, Acting Chief Cultural Officer Olson Matthew praises author Ian Jackson's new book, for sticking by his viewpoint, experiences, and facts, and for including the work of others in his publication. Specialist in internal medicine and psychiatry in Antigua Barbuda, Dr. Chanel Joseph, said she receives about four clients each week between the ages of 25 and 45 who have tried to take their own life. And stocks in the U.S. dip to the worst low since the height of the pandemic as inflation stays high and business analyst Jill Schlesinger explores why and what the economy could look like going into the holiday season. The news is brought to you compliments Courts Dominica Limited and Discover Dominica Authority. At Courts Optical, we've got the perfect combination of style and value just for you. Shop from our wide range of stylish frames and for a limited time, buy one and get a second pair at 80% off. We've got frames as low as $99. Ask about our affordable credit plans from 3 to 24 months. Make your appointment today at courtsoptical.com. Conditions apply. See and store for details. Courts Optical. Value you can see. Let's reunite from October 20th to 30th, 2022. Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Crayon Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festival. Dominica's World Crayon Music Festival. Celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30th. Acting Chief Cultural Officer Olson Matthew contends that author Ian Jackson is someone who firmly stands by his beliefs, life experiences, and reality. This may have earned him a few enemies in the business, but some saw it as an incentive to be better. He praised Jackson for including not just his work in his new publication, but those of other individuals in the various art disciplines. He was speaking at the official book launch and signing ceremony of author Ian Jackson at UE last night. And we all know Mr. Ian Jackson, or Jacko as we call him, as someone who stands strongly by his opinion, his experiences, and his reality, which might have landed him a few enemies in the industry, although some saw it as motivation, motivation to quote-unquote prove man like Mr. Rob, and I've gotten a lot of that within the music industry. So, you know, sometimes this is the type of guidance that we need. We are fully aware of and grateful for your contribution to the performing arts like poetry and music through RSB, Phase 5, and um, the Calypso Arena as an acclaimed writer and performer, as well as your role in grooming and molding young minds as a teacher. But this publication, while it epitomizes your passion for the literary arts, combined with that of the performing arts, is not all about you. You have identified the need to also highlight the works of some of your peers over various artistic disciplines. The cultural division is always elated when one steps up and accepts their cultural responsibilities, as this is more of a proactive approach instead of moaning about what could have been done. We will continue to encourage the promotion of literary and all other art forms through individuals like yourself, as well as groups and associations who share your passion. 
So I would like to wish you all the best on this venture and future publications or any other bodies of work that seek to preserve, promote, and develop traditional and cultural expressions in Dominica. Acting Chief Cultural Officer Olson Matthew, Dominica Reparations Committee member Lloyd Pascal says the prohibited and unlawful societies and associations act is commonly called the Dread Act, but all these long words were not important. Rather, the most crucial aspect of the Dread Act was to keep young Dominicans who were involved in the St. Mary's Academy revolt in check. He was speaking on the NJAM program Tuesday afternoon. The Dread Act in itself was called the Prohibited and Unlawful Societies and Associations Act. But all of that long words and so on was not really important. The most important thing about that act was to put in check young men from Dominica who had come from this uprising of the St. Mary's Academy who had um, those that were arrested and um, for the sake of the of the killing of the young man and as I said two young men from Dominica Rosa area were arrested and, and charged we're talking about uh, the persons of Mr. Desmond Trotter at the time and uh, Mr. Roy Mason they were charged for the murder of um, um, Mr. John Jurassic. So in those turbulent laws in Dominica, dread, Rastafari, um, black power, and so on was at its peak. After the dread act, uh, the, the government of the day did not get all the popularity that they wanted from the youth. But anyway, they managed to proclaim, um, well, there was an, a general elections in 1975, very early in 1975, uh, you know, in 1974 also, I, I'm trying to juggle this thing. 1974, the, the, the premier of Dominica, Oliver Leblanc, Edward Oliver Leblanc, had uh, given up the leadership of government and he was succeeded or replaced by a gentleman called Patrick John. Patrick John died recently, so many people would have known about Patrick John. So he took over the leadership of the Labour Party and the pre premiership of Dominica. Dominica Reparations Committee member Lloyd Pascal. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt is encouraging the recently launched Dominica-China Friendship Association to highlight issues relating to the People's Republic of China. He said Dominica takes its relationship with the PRC seriously. He claims China has been the target of too many attacks in the international community. I also want to highlight the word friendship in this organization. Friendship means that you stand with your friends, especially in difficult times, especially when they've been att attacked, as we always see China being attacked in the international community. I would like to hear that the Dominica China Friendship Association issuing statements in solidarity with the government and people of the People's Republic of China when it's attacked in the international community unwarrantedly. So I challenge you that you should focus heavily on the word friendship in the Dominica-China Friendship Association. 
Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt, citizens of Dominica and the rest of the world will recognize 15 years since the General Assembly of the UN designated 15th September of each year to be observed as International Day of Democracy. The intention was to raise the awareness of citizens and to get them to act and become more proactive in the promotion of democracy. In the UN Secretary General's message for 2022, he highlighted the following areas that currently threaten our democracy. These are backsliding of democracy across the world, civic space shrinking, distrust and disinformation is growing, and polarization is undermining democratic institutions. He warns that now is the time to raise the alarm. Still on the local scene, Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre says Dominica presently has 72 active COVID-19 cases with two hospitalized. Over the last week, there have been two deaths and the positivity rate is 4.8% now, which is lower than it was a couple weeks ago. He says it is not as severe a situation as it was a few weeks ago, but citizens still need to be vigilant, hence the reason why the mask mandate has not yet been dropped. He was speaking with state-owned DBS Radio. Yes, we still have to exercise some caution because we have lots of vulnerable people in the community and um, we have to protect them as well. As regards to the mask mandate, we haven't removed it. It's something we have been in constant um, discussion and deliberations on. We'll be continuing our discussions and in the future, yes, we will inform the people as to how we move ahead with the mask mandate regarding opened places as compared to closed shared spaces. So yes, that, that we are actively um, discussing. Meanwhile, Dr. McIntyre says Dominica will soon appoint a coordinator for the CNCD's prevention program. He added that his ministry has been quite proactive in that regard, declaring a war on CNCDs. Because we recognize the, the socioeconomic impact it has on our country. And we are just spending too much, not just we alone, but generally too much money is being spent on CNCDs. And interestingly enough, these are behavioral. So it all depends on our attitude just our mindset towards our own health and being responsible as regards to our dietary discretion, as regards to our physical activity, as regards to our smoking and alcohol consumption. So these are all the things that are within our control and these are the things we're trying to get the public to understand. They have to join us. We can put all these different measures in place, but if the public isn't on board with us, then it might be futile. So everyone has to be on board with us. Every little group, every little sports group, the churches, all different the village councils we all have to make an effort because for this to be successful there must be the political will and you heard our prime minister mention that in september we'll be appointing a focal point person some a coordinator to handle cncds we are very much advanced the selection process has taken place and um, very soon we'll be announcing the individual that will be in charge of that department to just take the, the whole struggle and the fight and the war against CNCDs for the Ministry of Health, so that we are very much advanced. Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre. At a brief ceremony conducted at the Northeast Farmers Service Center last week, retirees from the plant propagation, livestock extension, and banana and planting units were honored for their contributions to the ministry and the agriculture industry. The retirees were honored by the staff for their contributions and devotion. The appreciation for their hard work and dedication made the retirees very happy. Everyone vowed to work to expand the sector's output and promote its success whether by helping the units or through their own business endeavors. 
and Pastor Randy Rodney, host of the Kingdom Connection program, believes many policymakers in Dominica may be opaque in their opinions and methods when it comes to seeing the bigger picture, which is crucial, whether one is in a position of authority or working in the corporate world. He was speaking on his program on Q95 Monday evening. My humble view is that our policymakers are quite possibly very myopic, so myopic in their views and, and their approach on stuff, that we don't spend time to look at the, the bigger picture. Now, I understand in, in business and, and leadership, you know, you need to pay attention to the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and, I, and I don't know if in your view that you see something linked there, but maybe I do. We, are, we have, uh, for example, declared two days of mourning for the passing of the Queen. Yeah, um, I know usually, if, you know, when you have mourning, you have two days of mourning because you're mourning. And I'm just, just putting that out there. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have two days of mourning. Maybe we can have 10 days of mourning if you want to, right? But when you open your eyes to it, when you open your view to it, where do we fit in the scheme of things? Just like the whole china Dominica relationship. Where do we fit in the scheme of things? And, and you sometimes feel that as as is for a lot of other things, um, people who seem to have a certain academic IQ that may be pretty high uh, seem to throw you know wool over your your eyes, or, you know, and prevent you from thinking critically on the bigger picture. And um, sometimes you have to ask yourself: Is somebody being malicious, deliberate, hypocritical, or maybe they just bluntly don't know? That happens to us in churches as well, Matthew. Yep. That we we preach a gospel without contextualizing it. So we 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 sometimes lack uh, a good understanding of this whole thought on geopolitics. What happened then? What's happening? In other news this afternoon, according to the World Health Organization, each year more than 700,000 people take their own life after many suicide attempts. And for every suicide, there are likely 20 other people making such an attempt and many more having serious thoughts about it. In Antigua and Barbuda, Dr. Chanel Joseph, a specialist in internal medicine and psychiatry, said she receives about four clients each week between the ages of 25 and 45 who have tried to take their own life. She said, I don't have any statistics for Antigua. What I do have is the number of suicide attempts I would see, which is about four or more individuals per week. The most common way is medication overdose, but there is also self-inflicting injury, usually by cutting. There have been a few attempting hangings, she told the Observer AM show. The number of suicides in Antigua and Barbuda over the last couple of years has sparked concern. And CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger joined CBS Mornings to explain why the stock market dipped and what the economy could look like heading into the holiday season. Stocks have plunged to the worst low since the height of the pandemic as inflation remains high. So this report was really important because that headline number did go down. It didn't go by down, go down by as much as yeah. expected. But I think the other areas of the report were really somewhat worrisome. So let's look at food costs, which were up by more than 11 percent from a year ago. That's the fastest annual acceleration since 1979. Wow. So that's a big number. And then we look at shelter. The number isn't that big. It's up 6.2 percent from a year ago. But think about how much money of your household 
goes towards rent or right. paying for your house. So that core inflation rate, all the other stuff besides food and energy, rising pretty substantially. That's the worrying aspect of the report. Great the news that gas prices are down, but everything else is still expensive. But inflation has been here for months, so why the market plunge? So I think it's all about these expectations because there was some hope that inflation would come down by more at the headline and then the core prices would sort of stagnate. And now we have a bunch of investors who say, oh my God, now we really are going to see the Fed act next week. There's going to be a three quarters of a percentage point increase. Maybe yeah. the Fed is going to take us into a recession. And there's great fear that the Fed's going to have to raise rates by even more than expected and that just raising those interest interest rates is going to slow things down too much. Okay, Jill, we got uh, holiday shopping around the corner. Mm -hmm. Will these prices come down? Well, here's the issue. I think there's another aspect to the sell-off in stocks. I think that there is a worry that consumers, if you're paying so much for food, for gas, for energy, for everything else, that you are not going to have as much money to spend on the holiday season. And I'm unfortunately here to report that I don't think prices are gonna come down substantially in the next few months. And that means that you may have to spend a little bit less this holiday season. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of the headlines. Acting Chief Cultural Officer Olson Matthew praises author Ian Jackson's new book for sticking by his viewpoint, experiences, and facts, and for including the work of others in his publication. Specialist in internal medicine and psychiatry in Antigua and Barbuda, Dr. Chanel Joseph, said she receives about four clients each week between the ages of 25 and 45 who have tried to take their own life. And stocks in the U.S. dip to the worst low since the height of the pandemic as inflation stays high. The news is brought to you compliments, Courts Dominica Limited and Discover Dominica Authority. I am Kimberly Benjamin. Q, top of the hour 